Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. So glad to have you along here during this hour of Spiritual Direction on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Hi, I'm Josh Raymond, and uh, so glad that you are listening to The Inner Life today. Today, as we begin the program, what do you remember most about being in your early 20s? You were young, most of your life was ahead of you, all of the, the possibilities, all of the potential there. Maybe you were young, you were in love, you were looking forward to marriage and a family. Katie is a young woman that our family met back in 2015, and at that time she was working with an apostolate called Spiritus Ministries. And Spiritus allowed for young adults to spend a year, some of the, the people would spend even two or three years, but at least a year, working with different parishes in kind of a missionary sort of role. And Katie, along with several other young adults in that Spiritus missionary program, they did a lot of activities with the middle school and the high school kids at our parish that year. And since we had teenagers, we got to know some of the Spiritus team, Katie included. And Katie, we had kind of this automatic connection with her because she came from Oregon, and my wife and I, we had lived there when we were first married. First five years that we were married, we lived uh, there as well. So even after Katie was done with Spiritus, when she headed back out west to Oregon, my wife kept in touch with her. And shortly after getting back home, Katie, she ended up meeting this young man, and they started dating. He had this really excellent, strong name, Josh. And they fell in love over the next couple of years, and eventually Josh proposed, and they planned their wedding date for the spring of 2018. Very classic story. Falling in love, getting married, looking ahead to the hope and the excitement of spending your life together with your best friend, dreaming about starting a family, all of that. Just normal things that Katie was looking forward to with her life with Josh. And so they married that April, and they went on their honeymoon, and they came back home, and they started their life together for three weeks, because 23 days after their wedding, tragically, Josh died. He was involved in an industrial accident where he worked, and the injuries were just too severe, and he didn't survive. His life was cut short at the age of 31, and Katie... She was there, as you might imagine, just absolutely devastated. And even now as I'm telling the story, I mean, my heart just breaks for her because she was expecting that God was calling her to this lifelong vocation of marriage. And now she found herself a widow in her mid-twenties, single again. And it's hard to know why God allows things like this to happen. But for whatever reason... God chose to take Josh home at that time, and he called Katie back to single life, at least for that present moment. 
Now, some of us, we might choose single life, but many times we don't choose it. We have single life thrust upon us through circumstances that are out of our control. And it might be through, like Katie, the death of a spouse. Maybe for you, it's been through divorce. And we live in a society that tries to tell us that we are incomplete if we're not in love with another person, if we're not in some sort of romantic relationship, but God, he doesn't call everyone to marriage. Or he might only call you to marriage for a certain season of your life. So if you're single, what are the different and unique ways that you're called to live your life and to grow in holiness? How does God call you to build up his kingdom as a single person? That's what we want to look at today on The Inner Life. And joining us is our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard is back once again. He's a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. He's the pastor of St. John Eudes Church in Chatsworth, California. Father Ethan, I'm so glad to have you back here with us today as we talk about looking at God calling us to that vocation of single life. Thank you, Josh. It's great to be with you. And um, yeah, I think it's just such a beautiful topic that really touches all of us. We all have an experience. We all have a vocation um, wherever we are, whether we're single, whether we're married, whether we're consecrated priest or a widow. Uh, God knows us, God loves us, and God continues to call us into union with him. Well, and that word, I I used it and you've used it now, vocation. And a lot of times when we hear vocation, at least in secular society, we think primarily of employment or a job. Uh, What do we mean when we really talk about vocation in the Catholic Church? Mm, That's a a great question. Um, Yeah, I think there's there's one way of of looking at it or there's one... um, way of, of trying to classify it or, or we could categorize it. Um, but, but God is really drawing us more, not just to, to a category, but he's drawing us to love. And so St. Therese was, was looking for that, what, what her vocation was, because she was, you know, St. Therese was a, a religious sister. And so she was, you know, she had her quote-unquote vocation or she had her, her place in the church or she had her, her calling or how am I expressing or, or living out my life, which I think is, is one way we're talking about a vocation. How are we living our life? How, we're, how are we serving God and each other? Um, but she was looking for something, you know, more than just a, a category. She was looking for, you know, who am I in union with Christ? St. Paul talks about how we're, we are in Christ, and in Christ we're a new creation, and so St. Therese was really just unpacking that and discovering what that means to be in Christ. And ultimately, she came to realize that, that her vocation is to love, is to be love, to be love. So really what we're talking about when we're talking about vocation in the Catholic Church is a union with God. It's that inner union, that inner communion with God. It's, it's love. Mm. You know, as you're talking about vocation, too, the other thing that, you know, in the story of Katie that uh, I started Mm. with, um, you know, we might find ourselves called to a different vocation. I mean, that love that will be the common thread regardless of where we are, but at a different time in our life. And my mom is another one that comes to mind. She was married to my dad for 25 years before my father passed away from cancer, and she's been single ever since. 
now for more years than she was married to him. So just because someone is called to be married right now, that doesn't mean that their vocation, whether that is single life or whether that's marriage, that that's going to be indefinitely for the rest of your life. That that might change. You you might be called to single life in the future. Yeah, thank thank you, Josh, for sharing that. Just about your own um, experience, you know, your mom and and your dad and and Katie. Uh, so powerful. Uh, yesterday, I actually celebrated the, the funeral mass for my grandfather, Paul. And Paul had been, my, my grandmother, Mary Jean, she passed away 31 years ago. And so uh, Paul, my grandfather, was 92 when he passed away. Uh, coincidentally, you know, he passed away on, on the 21st of November, and my grandmother had passed away on the 22nd of November but there was a 31 year difference in between. And so uh, just similarly, you know, you're sharing about your own, you know, your mother, you know, so, so Paul, his vocation, they had 12 children. So his vocation was a husband as, as a father. Um, But then in, in his sixties, in his mid sixties, then there was this, uh, you know, total new way of, of relating with others and, you know, ultimately, he was being drawn deeper into that communion and that union of love as well. Because like you were saying, that that vocation of love is, is the common thread, you know, through it all. It's going to manifest in different ways. It's going to manifest in service to a spouse. It's going to manifest in service to the church or to your children. Um, but but ultimately, the power of that manifestation, what's what's really enabling us to continue in uh, service is love. It's God's love. It's not our love. It's it's God's own love. It's God himself. Mm. You know, as you're talking about your grandfather there too, um, you know, I remember, I think I might have really paid attention to this when Johnny Cash, his wife, June Carter Cash, she passed away and very soon afterwards, within within a year, I know he had passed away. And I remember at the time, I might have heard this before, but at least at that moment, I remember hearing that statistically, men over a certain age, and I don't remember what that age is, it's somewhere like 70 or 75, if their wife dies, statistically, it's a very, very high probability that that man will most likely die within the next 12 months. Women, it's not. I I don't know why there's that difference that women have more longevity after a spouse dies, even in old age. But for men, and I'm thinking about that, and, you know, listening to you talk about that uh, experience that you've had with your grandfather, um, I, I just think, boy, I am so reliant on my wife. And you know, in past shows, we've talked about things that we're attached to. And that's probably, I think for me as a married person, <laughs> and I don't want to turn this to attachment, but that is the thing that comes to my mind is, you know, if I am somebody who maybe has too much of an attachment to my spouse, and I want to give myself fully to my spouse, but if I'm maybe putting them in an improper uh, priority and position above my relationship with God, maybe, you know, God is calling me to a vocation of single life and saying, you know what? Yes, that that person was perfect for you for this season of your life, but you can love and you can be fully complete in me and my love 
even without that person. And it scares me to death, Father, the idea of yeah. <laughs> of entering into single life if my wife were, if anything were ever to happen to her. But, um, you know, that idea that God might be calling that person and saying, it's okay, it's going to be okay, and you'll find, you'll find fulfillment in me. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's really beautiful, Josh. Um, and just as you're sharing about that, that statistic or just, you know, our attachments or dependence on each other, um, even, you know, I, I just started thinking of, you know, God himself. God is relationality himself. God is Father, Son, and Spirit. So the the perfect relation, and and so even though they are one, there there is an infinite distance between the two of them, but between the three of them, uh, the Father, Son, and Spirit. So they they are united, they are one in love, and yet they are distinct persons. And so you know it even manifested itself to Jesus when he's dying on the cross, and he could feel that that distance, that separation from his father. He says, you know, father, where are you? Why have you abandoned me? And yet somehow, you know, that's actually moving into a deeper communion of love where it feels like there's this, there's this distance and you're not getting all of the emotion. You're not, you know, getting the feel good. You're not holding on and touching, but you're actually entering into something deeper, which is a more, more pure love. It's a more pure union. And then even in the resurrection, you know, Jesus appeared to Mary Magdalene and, you know, she was wanting to hold on. And and Jesus says, Mary, you know, don't cling to me. You know, I haven't ascended to my father and your father. So Jesus was actually inviting and drawing Mary into a deeper communion of love with him. But that meant that she, there was an inner awakening within her she was wanting to grasp and hold on like you're talking about those attachments and yet Jesus wasn't letting her stay there that's a good place to start you know we kind of get our training wheels of love or vocation you know all the excitement and all the feel good and you know all that stuff but then you Jesus is saying okay that that got us going but now let's actually enter into something deeper and it is scary and Mary didn't want to go there but Jesus says, you have to ascend. I haven't ascended to my Father and to your Father, Mary. Come into union and communion and love with your Heavenly Father. And so we're all being invited into that, uh, that deeper communion and union with our Heavenly Father in Christ. So it's actually Christ. It's in Christ. It's actually Christ. It's his life living in us. It's Christ. That's, that's the Christian vocation. That's what we're talking about with a Christian vocation, it's Christ's own life living in me. Hmm. You know, as we're talking about this too, and, you know, that vocation to enter into life with Christ, I'm approaching this topic of being single as a a currently married person. Uh, Maybe it would be good for us to look at what St. Paul says about being single. And he really kind of directly addresses this in his first letter to the Corinthians, where he says, I wish everyone to be as I am, but each has a particular gift from God, one of one kind, one of another. Now to the unmarried and uh, and to the widows, I say, it is a good thing for them to remain as they are, as I do, 
But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry, for it's better to marry than to be on fire. And then later in the same chapter, he, he you know, a little further down, he says, I should like you to be free of anxieties. An unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord, but a married man is anxious about the things of the world and how he may please his wife, and he's divided. And he says the same thing about an unmarried woman. She's anxious about the things of the Lord. A married woman is anxious about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. St. Paul almost sounds a little down on marriage here. I, I mean, you know, marriage is one of the seven sacraments, but Paul almost seems to be telling us that remaining sim- single perhaps is a better or a higher calling. Yeah, I, I, that's beautiful, Josh. Um, I think we, when we hear that, because that's in Corinthians, that's 1 Corinthians 7. And so I think the, the part that ties together and, and the revelation or the answer to it or maybe just a deeper understanding comes a little later. It's it's in First Corinthians. This is at the end of twelve, and so he says, "This is twenty-seven. He says, "Now you are Christ's body, and individually parts of it. Some people God has designated in the church to be apostles, prophets, teachers. There's people who do mighty deeds, gifts of healing, assistance, administration, variety of tongues." And so he's talking about just the different parts that we have in the body of Christ. He says, do you have, do all have gifts of healing? Do have, do those speak in tongues? Do all interpret? He says, strive eagerly for the greatest spiritual gifts. But then he talks and he, he opens this up. And I think this is exactly about that vocation or whether it's called a single or anxiety or who you're serving. He says, but I shall show you still a still more excellent way but I shall show you a still more excellent way. And he continues. This goes into the one that everyone has in their wedding. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that very famous. Chapter yeah. 13, right. He says, if I give away everything I own, if I hand my body over so that I might my, my, my boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not jealous. It's not pompous. It's not inflated is not rude, it, is, it does not seek its own interests, it is not quick-tempered, it does not brood over injury, it does not rejoice over wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. So with what, uh, what we began with in 7, where he's talking about, you know, the the single life and how are you going to serve and who are you going to serve? Sometimes there's a temptation, whether it's as single, whatever, whether it's if you're single, if it's your, if you're married, if you're a religious, that we could start moving and thinking, well, I'm I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to serve, and I, and then it's that anxiety that he's speaking about, you know, us serving and us doing. We get we get caught up in a loop of ourself and it really just becomes kind of a self fulfilling uh, life. But, but God is drawing us into the, the Christian life, the Christian vocation. So it's in Christ and that's, that's love and love isn't selfish. Love is patient and kind. And so that, you know, if we're drawing into that, he's going to lead us into However, that's being made manifest. 
you know, in, in the wedding, in, in the marriage, sacrament of marriage, we talk about what God has drawn together. Let no one separate. And so it's not us going and, you know, there could be that temptation or that anxiety to feel like, well, I need to go find a husband or I need to go find a wife or I need to find my vocation. But if we if that's where we're beginning, then it's what I'm going to do. But if we take a step back and just say, oh, well, well love, <laughs> I forgot about love. <laughs> Let me just start with love. Let me just be still. Let me be loved. Let me, you know, let God love me. Let me receive that love. And then let me be, be so filled, so come into such a union with love. Let me be love. And and so then as I'm being loved, God is going to be the one. He's going to give me the power. It's the power of the gospel, Paul says in Romans. It's the power of the gospel that's going to give me the ability to to endure whatever that means to be single. Or it's going to be the power of the gospel. It's Christ's own life that has drawn me to my spouse. I didn't want to be, I'll be honest with you, uh, Josh, I didn't want to be a priest. <laughs> I fought it for a long time. I ran from God. <laughs> I hid and I tried. I tried to go figure my life out, you know, figure my vocation out. And I was horrible. I was messing all kinds of things up. And thanks be to God, he gave me the grace. He just He put me in time out and he just said, be still. <laughs> and he gave me the grace just to be still. But somehow in that darkness, you know that with all the attachments and all the desires and all the you know all that other extra energy and fears and anxiety you know that kind of burned away and then somehow he was the one i i there's no way i could be a priest on my own but but somehow his own life started to move to move me and and then reveal that this is you know how he'd like me to to serve him and to serve, to serve the neighbors, and and to share that love. But I have to receive it. We all have to receive first. Our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard, uh, we're talking today about uh, vocation, especially a vocation, a call from God to living a single life. And how has God called you? Maybe in that same way that He called Father Ethan to serve His kingdom as a single person. And how has being single allowed you to grow in love, grow in holiness, grow closer to Christ? Has it given you more freedom to volunteer or to help in other ways in your parish or with other Catholic ministries? Or maybe you are in a position right now where you're struggling. You are single, but you're not sure if that really is where God is calling you for your vocation. And you'd like a little advice, a little encouragement. And our studio line is open for your call right now at 888-914-9149, And we're going to continue talking about single life and some practical ways that we can approach if God has called us to that vocation of single life. Uh, we'll talk about that next here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio Line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash forester.
Welcome back to The Inner Life. Hi, I'm Josh Raymond, our spiritual director for the hour, Father Ethan Southard, a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, pastor of St. John Eudes Church in Chatsworth, California. Today, talking about being called to single life. And maybe that's something that you have been called to all your life. Maybe it's something where uh, you started married and by circumstances outside of your control, the loss of a spouse, maybe uh, divorce, whatever it might be, you are now a person that is living a single life. And how has God worked in your life so that you have been able to use your vocation, being single, to build up the kingdom of God? How has God allowed you to grow in love, to grow in holiness? And how has having that freedom of being a single person allowed you to maybe do more, whether it's volunteering at your parish or with other ministries? Uh, Maybe you are single, but you're not sure if that's really where God is calling you and you'd like some advice. And our studio line is 888-914-9149-888-914-9149. Our email address is innerlife at relevantradio.com. And Father Ethan, as we continue talking here, um, you know, let's let's talk about practical living of a life when God calls someone to be single. And maybe we can start off by going back to you said for yourself, you kind of ran away from the priesthood, even though that's <laughs> that's where God was calling you ultimately. You yeah. were fighting against that, running away from it, and you finally had to just stop and be calm and still and listen to what God was trying to tell you. If somebody is out there and they're listening right now and they're saying, okay, I, I don't necessarily want to be single, but you know, all my friends, they're getting married, they have families. And here I am on my own. I haven't found that right person. Every time I, you know, go on another date or meet another person, it never seems to quite work out. How do I discern if I'm just, no, I simply still haven't met the right person, but God might be calling me to marriage versus God really is calling me to single life in some fashion? Yeah, that's a a great question, Josh. And um, I I just want to go back even before, and and I think it's just kind of the the feelings and the motivations where if, if, if I'm not okay with myself, if, if I'm not okay with being with myself, yeah, being and with I'm, somebody I, else, it's it's not going to fix this <laughs> the problem. Being with somebody that's else such is a not point. going to like it's not going to like that's the worst place to start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if we're start if I'm not okay with myself and I'm looking for someone else to to fulfill me or to give me meaning or to give me purpose or direction, then it's fundamentally it's the foundation has it, it's starting off on the wrong foot and it's just going to eventually fall apart it's going to be there's going to be needs that aren't met and there's going to be disillusionment and all of that so i would just invite if for anyone out there who's listening who is single and is in that position and um you know i have a lot of friends who are in their 30s or 40s um you know who've been divorced um and and find themselves single now and and they're going through the dating apps and it's just you know, they just share with me. It's just a really difficult time, and um, and so uh, I'm speaking from you know just sharings and conversations I've had with them, just from my own experience, 
Um, and, and I just invite us to all just really slow down and, and just go into the, the place of, of prayer. And it, and it could be painful. It could be scary. Um, because you, we do have those, those feelings and emotions and desires for, especially with social media, you know, I've had some friends who talk and they just say that they scroll through Instagram or Facebook and they just see all of their friends, like you're saying, Josh, getting married, or it looks like they have the perfect life and they've got their kids and all these things are happening. And then you reflect back on yourself and you're thinking, well, I don't have that and and I'm missing out. And where's the purpose and and the joy and meaning of my life? And so if we're moving in a place of comparison and and judgment and and doubt and worry and fear and anxiety it, it, that's a, a really not a good place to be so my advice would really be <laughs> you know maybe even this advent take some time away from social media if if that tends to be a temptation and uh, and a cause of anxiety um and really maybe just spend that extra 10 minutes you know, and pray, uh, you know, a divine mercy chaplet or, or go for a walk or just even, you know, you could just start to have a, a gratitude journal. Thank God for what you do have. You know, you have a life. You have, you know, the sun is out today. Um, I was just back on the East Coast with, with family for my grandfather's funeral. And, you know, I'm grateful to be able to see my aunts and uncles and cousins and it gets cold on the East Coast, but I was grateful for the warm days that we had. <laughs> so, you know, there's so much that we can be grateful for. But if we start to move into a place of gratitude, of looking at what we already have, and, and we start to recognize the, the love that's there, that God, that God knows me, that God knows me. He has, he, before the foundation of the world, he knew me and that he had planned you know, from the beginning of time to bring me into this world. And so we have our, our Heavenly Father is the one who has given us life. And so He has brought us into this world and He continues to sustain us in being with love. And so really just entering into that place of acknowledgement and awareness and gratitude and to grow in that relationship with God. Because if that relationship with God doesn't continue to grow, then any other relationship that we have um, it, it, it's it's disordered. It's 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 not going to be sustained. That's why you know Jesus in in uh, the Gospel of John chapter fifteen he says, you know, abide in me, remain in me. I am the I am the vine, you're the branches. So if you're not remaining in me, if you're not remaining in that love, you might bear fruit. It's not going to last. You know, you, you could go do something, you could go do charity work, you could go have a relationship, but it's not going to last. So he's saying, remain in me, abide in me, let my, receive my love, live in my love, live in me, and then we will, together, we will bear fruit that will last. Mm-hmm. So I, I would just encourage, you know, listeners, um, you know, wherever you may be, and it, and it could be, Josh, it could even be in a marriage. There could be a marriage that's grown cold. And and it feels like even though you're married, it feels maybe like you're living a single life. And, you know, maybe there's just such separation and closed doors. And and so this is another invitation for all of us, where it could be for the priesthood. Maybe your your ministry has just grown cold. Where is the, the love? 
where is the love? There's a song, the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> a long time ago, they came out with a song, Where is the Love? Father, Father, you know, up above, you've got me wondering, where is the love? So that's that's just an invitation for all of us, really, just to abide, continue abiding in, in God's love. Mm-hmm. If we are finding ourselves in that vocation called a single life, um, number one, as you're talking about this, I guess I would think this would be a very, very hard time of year to kind of deal with, okay, maybe I am being called a single life because I know my mom, my wife, and some of my daughters, they love all of those Hallmark Christmas movies that seem to be running nonstop right Mm. now. And Mm. every single one of them is about finding romance, you know, finding the right person, falling in love, and then you have a wonderful Christmas that you spend together with that special someone, you know. But... That that's just kind of you know, <laughs> that's the seasonal aspect we're in right mm-hmm. now. But if God is calling us, if we, if we get to that point where we say, okay, I am so content, God, to simply abide in Your love, and if that is where You are calling me to be single, at that point, what are some of the basic things that somebody who is single, what should they consider making part of their routine, their their daily prayer life? or ways that they can help their parish or their community? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I just want to just go back to the, the Hallmark. <laughs> the, sure. You know, uh, <laughs> I, even the commercials, you know, they have like the Hallmark, there's like Hallmark commercials where maybe it's just like 30 seconds or 60 seconds, but it has that same, you know, romantic, I found my perfect love yeah, right. and my life is happy now and we're we're sitting by the, the fire together. Um and, and but God does want that fire, you know, that it's attractive. Josh, you know, the the Hallmark movies or those commercials, there's it's it's tapping into a longing that we do have for love. So there is something that's that that we yearn for. And so, you know, I was just the, the gospel passage that I I read for my father my grandfather's funeral was Jesus on the road to Emmaus with the disciples. And so, you know, the disciples, you know, they were, they, they had their hopes. They were, you know, they had all these great ideas of, of who Jesus was and, and the life that they would all have together and, you know, all the problems that they had in their life before under Roman occupation and all of the, the misgivings and the way they've been mistreated. You know, they had these, this, this hope that, you know, life would be just perfect now because Jesus was here. And then, he was murdered and crucified and shamed and stripped naked and spit on and beaten. And that was in front of everyone in such a, a brutal way to crush out hope. And so everyone scattered. And those disciples, uh, you know, they, I, I was just talking with a, a, a couple friends over Thanksgiving and they went into Arizona. They went to go visit some family in Arizona. And so, um, they were leaving and they were heading back to Los Angeles. And so I, I was on the phone with them while they were driving, just checking in to see how Thanksgiving was. And I asked them where they were. And, and, um, they said, Oh, well, you know, we just, uh, there was, there was hope. I guess there's a city or a town in Arizona called hope. And they said, we're beyond hope. <laughs> and so I started, we started laughing. 
And so that's, that's actually where we're being invited. We're all being invited to go beyond our human hope, to go beyond our human hope into you know, God's hope, faith, hope, and love. We're moving into that hope. And so it's a, it's a disorienting movement you know those those disciples were were leaving Jerusalem with all of their their hopes crushed. They were moving beyond hope, and Jesus came and and they they their their hearts started to burn. That that inner life, that inner communion that's in Christ, started to awaken within them, and their hearts started to burn. And what did they do? They turned around and they went back into that that brutal horrible place in Jerusalem, that, that experience where everything was lost. And so that invitation is for all of us too, whether someone like Katie who, who lost her husband Josh after just, you know, twenty three days. Or, you know, your your mother or, or my grandfather, or whatever loss we may have felt, or maybe we've been going on dates and, and they all end horribly. You know, God is inviting us with that burning heart with his love to actually move back into those uncomfortable spaces. And so what does that look like? You know, practically speaking, especially as we're going in into the holidays, into Christmas, where we, we long to, to be known and to be loved, you know, maybe it's going to be, um, you know, facing some relationships in our own family that have fallen apart. You know, my grandfather, God bless him. And I, and I love him. But, you know, he was afraid of death, you know, and those last weeks, those last months were really difficult with the family. And so they would, you know, they would go and they would try to be with him and he would push them away and say, you know, I get out of here. I don't want you here. And my aunts and my uncles, they would just continue to, to show up. And they they continued to journey with him you know, to his cross, to his death. And, you know, he tried to push him away, push him away, but they wouldn't leave. And they said, you know, Dad, we're, we're not leaving you. We're going to be with you to the end. And so they did. Right at his, his deathbed, the four of his daughters were right there with him. And then the last words that he said, you know, one of the daughters said, you know, you know Daddy, how, how are you? How does this feel? And he said, it's lovely. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so he moved into this place of love. He was actually able to receive that. And that, that love, you know, when they looked at him in the eye, and there was no animosity, there was no bitterness, there was no, you know, resentment, all of the disagreements, all of the, the shortcomings, everything. They, my aunt said she looked at him and it was just piercing with love. Wow. It was this so wow. clear. So, you know, when, when there's the, we're single or even in a, in a marriage that's, grown cold as we're going into these difficult days you know that love if, if our hearts are burning we can move into that place and we could actually start to reconcile with our estranged siblings or family members or we could actually you know see that homeless person on the street and we could be moved with love not out of pity or, or i'm going to do something good for you but we could actually be moved with compassion and empathy and love and be with someone else so that's my that's I think all all of our invitation especially during this advent you know it's the coming of Christ it's it's Christ in you the hope of glory mm-hmm. 
Our spiritual director today on The Inner Life is Father Ethan Southard, and we're talking about a single life. If God has called us uh, in our vocation to be single, maybe that's from the very outset as a young adult, maybe that's after losing a spouse to death, or maybe having a divorce that makes you single. And how, how, how are you able to enter into that love that God has for you, for me, for each one of us? And how have you lived that out in your own life? How have you grown closer to God? How have you been able to uh, experience that love in your life and share that with those around you? 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. We'll continue our conversation and take your phone calls here in just a moment on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life. I'm Josh Raymond, our spiritual director for the hour, Father Ethan Southard, a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, and today talking about if you're called to that vocation of single life, what does that mean for you? How do you live that out? And how have you lived that out? How has God called you to grow in love, to work for his kingdom as a single person? And how has being single allowed you to grow in love and in holiness, in serving others? Has it given you more freedom to be able to volunteer or maybe help other individuals that you wouldn't be able to do if you were married, if you had a family? Or maybe you're really struggling with knowing if you are called to single life and that discernment. And our studio line is open for your call at 888-914-9149, And Father Francis is listening to us in California. Hi, Francis. Thanks for calling into The Inner Life today. Good morning. Thank you, Father, for your priesthood. Um, I'm single for uh, for the reason that I love our Lord and I'm following his path. And I feel like right now being single is my vocation for now. And God, if God would bless me with a nice holy man for a marriage in the future, that would be great. But for now, I am happy and I am fulfilled in God's love. And only God can give you that love, hope, and joy. And and I feel so so full, and I, you know I can go to mass by myself, celebrate mass by myself. Uh, you know, yeah, times at times it could be hard and difficult, but uh, you know, in the end, I know I love Him so much, our Lord, that He just gives me that strength to to forge on and and to continue to live a good holy life for Him. Mm. And that's wow, it. thank. <laughs> Thank you, Francis. That's so beautiful. Um, I, I love how you just said that he gives you strength. Mm-hmm. You know, he gives you the strength to be able to to continue to uh, you know to share. That's what James says. He says, if if you've got faith, he says, I want to see your faith in action. I want to see that love. Show me that service. And and you, you know, you you're you're being able to be just that that uh, leaven. You know, continuing to move in in the church or at at your place of work, um, mm-hmm. and you're open. You know, that's what I hear from you too. You're open to whatever God's doing. You'd love to be married, <laughs> but you know, sure. but you're not uh, crushed and you know waiting and and 
you're allowing Christ to live his life in you. That's so beautiful. Of course. Yes, I have my parish, I have my church, I have family and friends, and mm. and, and I have my faith. And uh, I just, that's my 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 prize in, is, is heaven. I want to be with our Lord eventually, mm. of course. Francis, thanks so much for calling in and uh, sharing your experience. Uh, Father, let's go to Katie. She's listening in Phoenix, Arizona. Hi, Katie. You're on the air with Father Ethan Southard. Katie, are you there? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I It's Dee Dee. Oh, Dee Dee. I'm sorry. Well, welcome to yeah, the right, program, well, Dee Dee. Like, I'm, no, it's my fault. I, I have this cheap phone. <laughs> anyway, uh, the reason I needed to call is um, I wanted to thank um, Father Ethan. Uh, it's providential. Father, uh, you were sent. I'm sorry, I'm going to try to control myself. You just answered. You you are the answer to my prayers. Mm. Hold on. Take a deep breath. Yeah, here. go ahead. Go ahead. Um, uh, that's all I can tell you. you. You are the solution. And now I know what to do. I, I needed to let you know that. Mm. Well, thank you, Dee Dee. It, it sounds like... Um you know, maybe just the that talk about receiving love is was kind of the key, and and is opening something up that maybe you're uh, feeling or struggling with. Is that right? Yes, yes, I was. Wow. And I told the screener that I see that I see the answer now very very clearly. I'm a retired school teacher, and mm-hmm. um, been alone for 20 years, and uh, I'm going to study to become a catechist. Oh wow! And and teach children the faith because of you. Because I I just I was at a loss. Just what do I do now? Mm. Well, thank you, Dee Dee. I I just love to hear how you're open and and listening and and wanting God. You know, giving God that space uh, to to respond and to to share His love with you and and um, you know maybe leading you on to the next. Phase, you know, after you're, you've retired as a school teacher, maybe God has another plan. Yeah. Uh, so and even using some of those, sharing. using some of those gifts and talents that you had as a teacher, to be able to yeah. then pass on the faith. That's wonderful, Dee Dee. Thanks so much for calling in, uh, Father. We've got a couple minutes. Let's try and go to one more phone call. Steve's listening in Muskego, Wisconsin. Hi, Steve. Thanks for calling in. Just a couple seconds, but wanted to get you on the air. Okay, appreciate it. I just wanted to let you know I'm listening to your show. And uh, I'm single. I'm 63 years old. Been single my whole life. I pretty much uh, watched my parents through life and the struggles they went through, and I decided just to help them and stay with them. So I've actually never moved out of the house, even through the ridicule of other people. But I believe that that was the purpose of God, and Jesus wanted me mm-hmm. to help them. And so I did. My dad passed away a year ago with uh, from Alzheimer's. He was in four years of it. And so I retired early at work to come and take care of them and make sure that I'm home when they when they need me with my mom, who passed away about two weeks ago. And she was 90. And so I think God helped me to help them live a longer life, even with the illnesses they had. And my mom had chronic heart problems and kidney problems and that through literally her life since about 30. And so I, I kind of attribute that to God having me and Jesus having me and and walking me through this and helping them and 
giving my time to them. All my other brothers and sisters got married, have children and everything. I and never Steve, I'm going to jump in just because we are really short on time here, but I want to let Father okay. respond. And Father Ethan, it sounds like Steve, I mean, he really lived out that fourth commandment in the Ten <laughs> Commandments there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Honor your father and mother. And um, thank you, Steve, for sharing and, and just for being so open. And, you know, what what I was receiving from you, you know, we all have our place. And, you know, even for someone to think like, oh, well, maybe I'm a, I'm a missionary or I'm going to be called to go to Africa or, you know, some other place to go, you know, share the gospel. And, you know, maybe maybe it's closer to home. Maybe it's right at home. And you were so open, not needing an, an ambition to go do something or prove something, but just allowing God to move through you to serve those in your life. And I think if we're all allowing God to move us and, and we respond with that love and we love those who are around us, we don't have to go do great things or go across the world. You know, just love those in our family right yeah. in front of us. So thank you, Steve. Yeah. Father Ethan, uh, about 10 seconds left here. Can I ask you to offer a blessing for all of our listeners as we conclude the hour? Sure. sure. Uh, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God continue to bless you and through the intercession of St. Therese, who says, In the heart of the church, my mother, I will be love, and I will be all things as my desire find its direction. Continue to bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Ethan. Of course, if you want to get the podcast for the entire hour, go to RelevantRadio.com or the Relevant Radio app. We'll see you back here tomorrow.